0: This is the Gospel and Culture Podcast, providing gospel centered resources to equip the church. Because when Jesus meets you where you are and theology becomes practical, that is where the gospel and culture collide. Hey, everybody, it's the Gospel and Culture Podcast. This is Marcus Tatum. Today on the podcast, we have part two of Engaging Politics, continuation of the conversation Aaron Simpkins and I had already started. Uh, so, if you guys haven't heard part one, go back and listen to part one, uh, and then come back and listen to this podcast part two. Uh, again, I hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys are blessed by it, and you'll hear from us soon.
1: Uh, there's there's a whole there's so much that goes into this, um, and I even found I was listening to a podcast uh, recently. Uh, it's called "I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist" by Frank Turek, uh, under his Cross Examine's ministry, and. He was just talking, and he he was talking about... uh, I don't don't remember what the whole episode was about, but he's not someone who shies away from talking about politics. And he had this one quote that stuck out to me that I knew I would have fellow believers who would give different answers about it. Mm -hmm. So this is what I, I sent out to a bunch of people. So here's the quote. When voting for a president, not a pastor good policies outweigh good demeanor so initially i found myself yeah that's true mm. cuz we're voting for a president not a pastor and the assumption is the options we have for for who we're voting for right. they're not christians
0: right. yeah so yeah
1: it, it, but again there's things in there you know the the president's demeanor Ha, does have an impact on culture um especially when you're someone who's uh who's as outspoken as as somebody like trump is um you uh, you have uh his his things have a heavy influence on culture now somebody like obama and this this is coming from a lot of uh, conservative side thing sided things. But somebody like Obama, who's very well spoken, very, very well, you know, very nice and, and comes off very well, did have a lot of uh damaging policies to a lot of people. And but they they didn't necessarily get talked about and weren't the topic of discussion in culture. And Trump, on the other side, and again this is coming from a conservative standpoint mostly Trump has in play, put in place some policies that a lot of people think are for the greater good of the people, but again his demeanor comes off as rough and kind of uh jerky and and not kind or gentle um, so in other words are his just from his demeanor affecting That's having maybe a greater effect on culture uh, than the actual policies that are being put in place that might actually be for the greater good, but they're not getting the light because of his demeanor. So Hmm. what do you do with that? What do you do with all that? Um, Now, obviously, I get what everything I just said there's probably even people listening right now that so heavily disagree with me that they're just about <laughs> to shut me off. Like, like what do you mean Obama put in place policies that were, were not good for people and Trump's been putting in good policies? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? You're insane. Yeah. I get that. Um, where I'm coming from with that is uh, I do think that some policies have been put in place that are good and I also look at the fact that the judges that are being put in place with Trump, especially if he's elected again, there's a pretty good chance, actually, and we've talked about this a lot hit throughout recent history, but I think that there actually is a legitimate good chance that Roe v. Wade could be overturned and abortions could be very much limited or shut down. Which, again, from, from my standpoint... Would be a major major moral win for the country um, and just for people uh, because of how much I think abortion is an evil that is just being perpetrated as normal in culture so we can talk about we can talk about Trump's jerky demeanor when he's at a campaign rally making fun of somebody but the thing that's not talked about are those, you know, 5,000 babies that just got killed yesterday across the country behind closed doors. And now they're, you know, being walked out in trash bags. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, where do you, how do you want to go about this? You know, and, and how are you approaching it? What's, what's big to you? Um, obviously, you know, people struggle with, well, I don't want to be a one-topic voter, you know, and I struggle. I struggle with that too because I don't want to be a one-topic voter. But at the same time, I never ever could vote for somebody that is pro-abortion. I can't. If if I if I look down the list of what of their pro or anti and they're they're pro-abortion, done. You're you're out. You write them off. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So, Jason, trying to be funny. Yeah. So, you know, again, uh, what do I do with that? Um, you know, and do I just go super, super stupid, simple, and be like, okay, well, I'm I'm only thinking about trying to save these babies' lives because, again, government's job, one of their main jobs, should be protecting the lives of the innocent. That's one of the main reasons governments put in place. Who are the very most innocent that need the most protecting? Babies in the womb. Babies in general. Because mm-hmm. they can't live on their own. They can't do their own. Independent, yeah. So, uh, so, again, me believing that, well, this is an objective fact. You just disagree with truth if you don't agree with this. But <laughs> okay. a baby from conception is a baby, is a human being, is a person. Okay. Many people, millions of people, disagree with that. Yeah. So again, so to them, abortion's not a. They don't care. Abortion is healthcare, like you see promoted.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, or or like I had with a you know a friend of mine the other day, he doesn't like abortion, but he would never tell, somebody uh, never tell a girl he that they couldn't have an abortion. That's the stance a lot of people, a lot of people take. So again, they're just like, it's kind of a Mm non-issue to them. Now, to me, it's like, well, it, it, it comes down to your thought of what's a life because, or, or when does life begin? Because at that point, you know, you're, you wouldn't say to the murderer, well, I can't tell you you can't murder. So, you know, just go ahead and do it. You got free reign. Mm -hmm. Um, so so, why do we think it's you know men like step up? Why why do we think we should just take a you know take a knee or or just you know leave this one to the ladies and you know you got this one? No, they don't they don't have this one. This is first of all they got pregnant by us, <laughs> like let's not let's not kid ourselves. And then at this at, you know at the same point, this is a life living or ending, and uh, so. We we have a say in that, and we need to have a say in that. Uh, but that'll go on. I won't bring up abortion again with this, but I have a—I'm going to talk about men later on.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I want to touch on that that quote one more time. It says—this uh, is from Frank Tower, When you're voting for a president, not a pastor, Good policy. good policy outweighs good demeanor. I think the problem with this—and this is a conversation I've had with a good friend of mine in the church— um is that are we being i or i'll say it this way i'll put it as a statement I don't think we're being too idealistic to to believe that we should be able to have a candidate that we don't have to pick between the two That quote implies to me that we have given up on the idea that we can have somebody with good moral character. Uh, somebody who has, um, that can be respected just because of the person they are, um, and yet care about the things that you just mentioned, the life of the unborn, the, you know, just what we wouldn't, maybe me and you as Christians would just consider, um, good moral stances to have, um, and yet have good policies, um, that we actually think are good for people and good for America. Um. That's my problem is that I think that we've given up on the idea that we can have both. And and that's why, <clears throat> even as you said earlier, when you get that candidate you feel like we, we feel like they can't win. They'll never win.
1: See seeing you know, in the upcoming uh, uh yeah, election mm-hmm. we have that this ongoing issue of we're not going to get that candidate. Yeah. Because the the candidate we we know for sure one is trump right or it's whoever the dem- democratic candidate is right and again that that goes into the this own separate topic of itself of like only the two party system of how how things are set up only two it, it's one or the other yeah um which is again a whole other thing in itself but we would maybe generally agree that we would probably like the policies Trump's pushing more than the democratic policies, Mm -hmm. but we're then stuck with, do we vote for Trump or, or do you kind of like just take the step back? And I did this last election. You take this step back and you're just like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to vote. Completely vote my conscience. Mm -hmm. Some people say that. Vote for who I think is the most... Who I personally think would be the best for the country. Even though they would have a 0% chance of Mm -hmm. winning. Which is like... That's a... You know, I have conflict with that within myself too. Because... I I won't ever be registered uh, to a party. Is I'm not just going to be a party voter, but at the same time, in your mind, you're always battling with if I don't vote one of these parties, my vote, uh, my vote went to it, it basically didn't count. Right. It, it was basically the same as if I didn't vote. Um, and then I know that there's a lot of Christians because I know of a couple uh, Christian rappers that I follow that that have this opinion. There's a lot of Christians that think we shouldn't even vote. We shouldn't even be a part of politics. Right. I would heavily disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that that politics is one of those things that affects. It, it it has a heavy impact on our daily lives. So as believers, I think we should we should have a part in that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, but again, it, it's what is God doing in your life and, and working in you? Um, and what, what is, where are you at personally?
0: Uh, yeah, 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 I think it always does come down to that. I think to Sandy's point earlier, we got to be led by the spirit to figure out what we're supposed to be doing, uh, how we engage with culture. That is literally the point of why we do anything. Yeah. Um, Sandy asks, who is the 100% sold-out Christian politician on the 2020 ticket? I think that's an easy answer for both of us. Uh, there are none. <laughs> so we, we we hear your point. We get your point. Yeah, there are definitely, I don't think, would you agree? Uh, I don't think there are any. No, Trump. Yeah, okay. Was kidding, that was a joke. <laughs> um, for those of you who can't see his face. Uh, yeah, that was a joke. So anyway, yeah, no, there's no... We believers don't agree on many great issues, so it's not ever going to be perfect. That's what Sandy says. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. no, that's true. Um, and, and, and to the point I think that Aaron and I were even making uh, about how God is working in each individual believer, it is very possible that on some of those great issues we'll, we'll differ, and that's okay. Um, I mean, I mean being go,
1: a, going back, that was the whole point of the elephant room.
0: Right. Exactly, exactly. And it was cool that people were just having conversation about it, respecting each other, loving each other still. They weren't like, you know, going to go bash each other as they left. Um, and I think, and Sandy, you know this well, being a part of our church, uh, being a multi ethnic church uh, and being diverse in so many different ways has really just been an awesome, um, awesome exercise of being around people that strongly disagree on a lot of different things uh whether it be whether it be church issues whether it be theological issues whether it be political issues um there are just many disagreements across those lines if we're willing to even have those conversations to find out that we have those disagreements but i've found that even having those political disagreements within the church has drawn me closer to those people um it's it's shown me that one i realize we have our common ground uh, because of the cross of Jesus, and uh, that we are family first and foremost because of that. Which is the foundation. Which is the foundation of everything. Um, and so those small, they, you know, or they become small, those disagreements, those political disagreements, no matter how emotional we get about it, they're very small in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, okay, so what? You voted for this man, I voted for that man, you know, whatever, or a woman, right? <laughs> like, uh, it You just, can't let that just, be yeah. a relationship
1: no. relationship separator. No, it's,
0: it's drawing yeah. me closer to people because... If you just have a correct uh, worldview on how we should be handling these things as Christians, it should draw you closer to them because you you have a better understanding of where they're coming from. And and it's just an opportunity for, for fellowship.